Hello, and welcome to Dive Into Development. My name is Chris Davis, and joining me is the Executive Director of the Charlotte Eagles. This is Cliff Wright. How's it going, Cliff? Yo, hey, the legendary Chris Davis. How are you? <laughs> legendary. That's, that's nice of you to say. I'm doing good. You? <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, well, um, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. I've enjoyed getting to know all the other clubs that I've gotten to know so far, and really excited to learn about you guys. But before we do that, I always like to kick off uh, these interviews by learning more about the soccer background of whoever I'm speaking with. So how did you get into soccer and how did you end up with the Charlotte Eagles? Oh gosh, my origin story. Um, yeah, I, I grew up in Greensboro, North Carolina and, uh, uh, uh didn't have parents that were going to try to predispose me to any sport or anything like that, you know? Um, uh, but, uh, in kindergarten, there was this game that everybody was playing on the blacktop where they kicked the ball and you weren't allowed to touch it with your hands. And I thought that was really fun. We got to run a lot. It was kind of like tag. And uh, so that was great. And, and my parents got me on a rec team and loved playing that and started playing uh, challenge and then classic and premiere and uh, all that stuff. And just have amazing memories of spending Saturdays driving across the state with my dad um, uh, to soccer games and, I uh, got to play for some really good club teams in the triad area growing up and then uh, a good a good high school Grimsley in, in Greensboro and then uh, eventually uh, got to go play collegiately in Kentucky um, at, a, at a really good college that I had no business getting into if I had not uh, had that little ball at my feet. Um, and uh, yeah, even after that, I uh, looked at looked at going uh, to play low level uh, professional soccer. And one of the teams that I was in talks with was actually the Charlotte Eagles um, mm -hmm. during that time. But I got, uh, uh, I was offered a job for uh, a nonprofit organization called Young Life. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just been really transformational for, for me and my life. And so I went on staff with them, served there for 15 years and uh, coached, uh, coached high school teams the whole time uh, just to get to know high school guys and build relationships there. And, um, and man, just this past year, uh, somebody reached out to me about the Charlotte Eagles. And uh, it was kind of fun because one of the great what ifs of my life is what if I had uh, not gone on staff with Young Life, but had gone to play for the Eagles. And it's just kind of funny that, that it came back around. So it was great. Uh, I was I've been living in Charlotte, uh, working with Young Life and love this city and the chance to stay here um, and be a part of a really storied organization. I mean, the Eagles been around for 30 years and mm -hmm. just a chance to be the executive director now, uh, is, is, it's the best. So, yeah, I, I imagine that must've been a tempting offer for you to leave the other position that you enjoyed for 15 years. I mean, that's, that's a good bit of time and, uh, cool that you, you know, found something to move on to, but so you worked in, in Charlotte previously already. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. So, um, well, I'm just kind of curious. What what position did you play? Uh, well, I was recruited as a center mid, defensive center mid, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so I kind of six. Um, oh, okay. Uh, but in college, most everybody is a center mid. So uh, right. I I found my playing time uh, as an outside back. Okay. Uh, uh, so yeah, that was that was the best. It's good. Awesome. So one thing I've noticed, um, just kind of at this internship. And kind of in general, just a little bit I've known about Charlotte area soccer beforehand is it seems like there are so many people on our game days that are either with the Eagles and are also with another big, you know, type of team, whether it's, you know, Dustin Swiner with the uh, Charlotte FC 
or Hugh Roberts, who's currently playing for the Charlotte Independence. And I've also noticed guys who at one point have been connected with the Eagles, be it Jorge Herrera, Dave Dixon, who have now moved on to other places. And it seems like y'all just kind of have your fingerprints in a lot of Charlotte soccer. And I was curious, what do you attribute that to? I think it's a couple of things. One is that uh, uh, the Charlotte Eagles are a part of a, a larger umbrella organization called Missionary Athletes International that was mm-hmm. in L.A. in the 80s. Um, and who didn't want to be in L.A. in the 80s? Yeah. Uh, but um, uh, it was started by a guy who came from from our, our team over there, the Southern California Seahorses. Uh, and he had the dream of creating the world's first and finest faith-based professional sports team. Mm-hmm. And so he went to, uh, whatever USL was called in 1991. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I believe he bought the franchise. Uh, he raised the money from people in Charlotte, bought the franchise for like 20, $25,000 or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and, uh, and so started, uh, we were Charlotte's uh, first professional soccer team or, uh, at least only professional soccer team for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I think that for one, we've been, we've been here for a really long time. Uh, and for two, uh, we've always recruited in like really amazing individuals. So all those people that you mentioned, they were amazing before they got to the Charlotte Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but, We've recruited really well. We've been very serious about our culture and what we stand for. Um, and so people generally know what they're getting into when they come here. And then we love Charlotte. Like we love the city of Charlotte. Um, and so I think when people come in, they kind of get into the orbit and we do a lot more than just, than just play soccer. Mm-hmm. And so I think, that, I think that by the diversity of our programming, um, uh, people get their appetites whetted a little bit more for what else they can do. Um, and, uh, and so people love the city. They have this imagination that's been stoked by being here and they've gone out and created some incredible things. I mean, there's, uh, a a few ladies that played professionally with us who are on staff with CDA now, Mm -hmm. uh, the league, uh, Matthews Mavericks, uh, was, was Johnny Sinclair's uh, Eagles player. You mentioned Jorge and Dave and, and Dustin Swinehart, who is, has been so, I mean, he's done so much for the Eagles, uh, mm-hmm. created, created project six, five, eight, Dave Garrett, who founded, uh, one seven, uh, which is, which is one of the amazing teams in the CCL was, uh, on staff with the Eagles and played for the Eagles. Um, and, uh, and, and the list goes on. I mean, it's, uh, we're really, really proud of our alumni. Yeah. So, uh, you guys definitely have a huge history of all kinds of people and the soccer community here in Charlotte. And I think, like you said, it is kind of due to your history and just what all you guys do. So I was wondering if you could um, speak on what all you guys do, because you seem to have a lot of different things. Um, you had the pro team for a while, and then you guys uh, ended up selling those rights to the Charlotte Independence, but you guys have had such a big impact on other aspects than the youth and stuff. I was wondering if you'd speak on some of that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we we are actually relative newcomers to the, to the club soccer space. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, You know, we had the pro team for the longest time and they would in the off season, they would go on uh, tours around the world um, and uh, interact with a lot of uh, countries that are developing countries and with populations that are super underserved and under-resourced and 
a bunch of the pro players started coming back and looking around Charlotte and realizing that there are similar issues here. Um, and literally pro players started moving their families into refugee and immigrant communities hmm. uh, around Charlotte um, and started a program called the Urban Eagles. Um, and uh, we still have the Urban Eagles going today where we have seven uh, full-time staff, uh, folks who are living in um, who are living in a community in East Charlotte. We're getting ready to start a new neighborhood in North Charlotte along the I-85 corridor. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and they, they literally, they move into the neighborhood and then they roll a ball out and they meet kids and they meet their families and build relationships and walk through all sorts of stuff with them. I mean, in the past week, uh, our Charlotte Eagles, Urban Eagles staff have uh, helped families whose houses are on fire, um, have helped people who are in carjackings. Uh, one of our staff has had uh, a, a car driven through her front door one time. Mm. Um, one of our staff woke up with a severed goat head on their front porch. I mean, our like they're just in it. And, and wow. soccer... Really what we do for all of our programs uh, is, is that we view soccer as the key to get through the front door of people's lives, but we really want to be in the living room. Um, and so we've got USL2 and WPSL, which are pre-professional programs um, where we get to bring in some, uh, some amazing college soccer players who are really one step away from a pro deal. Uh, and they spend the summer with us. Uh, and it's a very competitive, elite, excellent environment. But what we're really trying to do is that we're trying to have our coaches connect with them uh, and, uh, and walk along with them through life. I mean, our coaches, uh, our staff spend a lot of time every single day on Zoom calls with players who are around the country that they've, uh, that they're just mentoring and, and walking along, uh, along through life with. Um, uh, we started a new rec league, which is really fun. Um, We've got, we've got camps that we do in the summer that we've done for a really long time. Uh, but all of these are just platforms for us to get to build relationships with folks. Uh, um, so yeah, yeah. That's, wow. that's really kind of why we, why we do what we do a whole lot more. Right, right. So like you, you mentioned a lot of interesting things there that I kind of want to dive into. Um, first, uh, I think my question about the um, Urban Eagles was uh well first of all the goat head thing that was just that that that's a bizarre thing <laughs> right yeah but um so so basically they kind of go into areas that are just kind of like you know maybe are some of the rougher areas and just try to build relationships with people and help people out in situations that's pretty awesome yeah i mean we we're really committed to our work in urban communities we're also committed to our work in suburban communities um, mm-hmm. Uh, we are a faith-based organization, and mm-hmm. uh, we believe that uh, that Jesus had a great heart for uh, for the down and out. The, mm-hmm. the you read about him, he also cared about the up and in, um, and uh, and that people are just people, whether they've got a lot of stuff or whether they don't have a lot of stuff, or whether their lives look put together on the outside um, or not. Uh, that that people are people, and that. The amazing thing is that this little soccer ball, which is just this ridiculous game that somebody invented that you can't use your hands with, um, that this that, that the ball transition, like it crosses cultures, it crosses economic uh, barriers. And so we try to be really good with soccer, um, uh, but soccer is like the top, the visible part of the iceberg with us. Mm-hmm. It's the 10%. What we really are is the 90% that's below the water, which is 
what I really believe and why I came is that I think that the Charlotte Eagles are a world-changing movement, cleverly disguised as a soccer program. Wow. Um, that is, um, that's really interesting. And just seeing how you guys kind of approach things, like obviously I'm focused on the soccer part of things being part of the league and, you know, soccer internship, but it's interesting how you use it kind of as a tool. Um, I am curious with the urban Eagles though, is there, cause like one big thing I've heard a lot with, uh, soccer, particularly youth soccer, uh, as far as an issue is accessibility. And obviously you guys are providing access on one level there. Do you guys try to, uh, incorporate that to where you get some of maybe the urban eagles into your rec league or things like that well actually i mean we've had uh we have a, a bunch of players in our club have come through our urban eagles program uh mm -hmm. and uh and we're fortunate enough to be able to to have that happen some of our best players uh are our kids kids from the neighborhoods um mm -hmm. we've got we've got multiple kids that we that we met when they were uh newly relocated here um yeah. they're nine years old and and they're uh signed to play in college college soccer now and it's just it's really cool um but yeah i mean they do we do uh kind of partner up with uh with our rec league and um uh but you know like we 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 are trying we're not really trying to build one giant machine of soccer mm -hmm. like the big the big culture that we have that needs to be unified is, is our staff, our staff and coaching culture. Mm -hmm. um, well, with each part of the population that we reach, we're allowed to con kind of contextualize and silo our expectations of excellence. Mm -hmm. um, not like we're trying, it's not like we have a presence in urban communities because we're trying to recruit the next great soccer players, right. you know? if we find them great like if they're there that's great but whether they're great at soccer or whether they're the worst at soccer that doesn't really matter to us we mm -hmm. meet them through soccer the relationship is what matters and in the club space that that carolina champions league just serves us so well in um there's a certain level of excellence that we need to that we need to maintain uh in order to have a space in in that market um and uh and so we do that to give us a platform for transformational relationships uh, with USL2, there's a higher level of, of excellence that's needed there. And we do that in order to build a platform for transformational relationships. Hmm. Um, so yeah, like with everything that we're doing, we just say, we've got soccer ball and we've got this hope and we're gonna just gonna put the two together however we can hmm. to make an impact over here. So, and it's actually really freeing. We're not, we're not trying to sell people like a developmental pathway or anything mm -hmm. like that. Um, I, I might, I might be the heretic in, in here, but we don't have, we don't necessarily have the USL2 and WPSL so that kids who start in our rec league can go play, play college stuff. I mean, every right. year we've got like two or three boys, two or three girls who, who actually play on, on that team, uh, on those teams. And that's awesome, but that's not why we do it. Um, I, you know, we want the, we want those, those USL WPS. I don't even want to call them top teams. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, those teams, we want them to be able to do what they're doing. We're not trying, I just feel like it's incredibly uh, disingenuous to talk to a parent of an eight year old and say, Hey, you should come play club soccer for us because we've got a USL two team that your son can play for one day. Like wow. really? Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, hopefully we'll develop 
talent in such a way that that could happen, but that's not why any of the programs that we have exist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, sorry, go ahead. No, please. No, sorry. The internet thing just cut out. So I thought you were done. No, please continue. No, no, no. I was, I got a dead horse. Anybody want to beat it? I, I think, I, <laughs> I, I think I made my point. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just, we're not trying to sell a bill of, bill of goods to people uh, necessarily. Well, I, I think that's great that you're being genuine with that. Cause, uh, and I've talked to other clubs that do the same thing. They're like, you know, not everyone that plays for us is going to become a professional one day or something like that. It's about developing them as a person, you know, whether it's with you guys with a faith-based type thing or them just, you know, something else, it's not necessarily about, Oh, you're going to be a pro one day. It's, you know, this is for a different purpose. So I think it's great that you guys do that, particularly since y'all do have those USL league two and WPSL clubs that could, I imagine as a kid, you might would automatically kind of equate that. And it's good that you guys aren't, you know, pushing that sort of thing. Um, let me see. Uh, so we talked about WPSL and the, um, I, I'm curious just on a personal standpoint, just because the, I still don't know a whole lot about youth soccer. What would you say the difference between your rec league and say your clubs or your teams that are in Champions League are? Um. I mean, I think that the, the rec league is a program that we do to reach entire families. Hmm. And so we have programming around that where, uh, where we want for uh, like, like we want for the younger siblings to be entertained when they come, because hmm. we don't want, a, we don't want, you know, a, one parent to have to stay home with a kid and the other parent to come to the game. We want families to be able to come together. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, we'll play music during those games and, uh, and, and have announcements and stuff. And it's just, it's fun. It's, it is soccer in its purest, most unadulterated, undeveloped form. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas with, with our, with our club teams in the Carolina champions league, those are folks who are ready to take the next step. It's, it's a different, it's a different platform. Mm -hmm. Um, people are going to go play club soccer somewhere. Why not do it with us? So, uh, okay, okay, cool. So, I like the idea of the rec league too. Then it's like kind of a more of a family fun affair and something that you know, a lot more focused than just the soccer itself. I could see that being uh, really appealing, particularly if like there's one sibling who likes soccer and another who maybe a little less so. Or something for everybody. I mean, like we get to our kids. We have our kids pie their coaches after the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they can they can water balloon their coaches after the game i keep trying to get them to uh duct tape their coaches to a light post uh but mm-hmm. nobody's done that yet uh, <laughs> but uh and we've got some really great sponsors that make that make a lot of these extras possible uh but yeah so it's yeah it's like a family thing okay awesome that that sounds really fun um so another question I have, and I don't know if this is going to be too heavy for the podcast or not, um, but I'm just curious with an organization as big as y'all and with your particular focus, I imagine you attract people who, I mean, part of your goal is to attract people who maybe aren't necessarily in your particular faith at the moment uh, to try to, uh, you know, that sort of thing. But I imagine you may also attract people who already have another faith or, you know, for one reason or another, don't necessarily connect with yours. I was wondering how do you find that line of, you know, trying to, you know, do your, you know, express your Christian values, but at the same time be inclusive? Yeah. Well, I, uh, man, Chris, you're bringing it, baby. Let's go. If that's too heavy, you don't have to answer. It's just, it's uh, something that 
popped in my mind as because you know i grew up in a kind of a christian school type of situation myself and it's just something that i find interesting um no i love that you asked that question um we uh we are really fortunate to have a lot of fantastic uh uh muslim players that play with mm -hmm. us and a lot of hindu players that play with us and um you know i mean everybody has to figure out what uh, what their own spiritual journey is. And so, you know, I mean, we're, our club has teenagers and not, they don't, I mean, a lot of them don't know what necessarily what they believe they're figuring it out. And, mm -hmm. um, I, I do think that it's a little bit of a misnomer that in order to, um, in order to, to be about a belief that it's necessarily, uh, not inclusive. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, uh, I, I follow Jesus, and I think that, that a lot of people who did not agree with what he said were really interested in him, um, and, uh, and I think that we would be doing a disservice to him if we uh, build barriers around that, and so I think that it, uh, obviously for folks that don't believe like we believe, uh, we believe that you don't need to believe like we believe to belong, mm -hmm. um, belong with us, and, and we live that out, and uh, hopefully, hopefully really well. I think it's, I think it takes an incredible amount of courage and trust uh, for folks who don't believe the things that we believe to come and be a part of what we're doing. And so those, those are like, I, I celebrate, celebrate those folks. Hmm. Well, I mean, that sounds great. I mean, I, I, I definitely just on a personal note, you know, being in that kind of Christian school upbringing, it can be kind of this fine line between, you know, pursuing your faith and not being inclusive. So it's great that you guys are celebrating, you know, the diversity and faith as well um, at your club. Um, so that's pretty much all the questions I have. I feel like I always close one with how would you measure your success on and off the field? But I feel like we've pretty much covered that at this point. Is there anything about the Eagles that we haven't talked about that you'd love our listeners to know? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, it's, it would, it would probably be this, uh, that, we want to, we, like I've said, we want to use soccer to get through as many doors as possible. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and I really hope that the Charlotte Eagles is a place where if you have an idea about how this game could be used to reach this type of population or this people group over here or, um, or you know, this age group, uh, that, that you would come to the Eagles and say, hey, could I do this with you all? And mm -hmm. I'd love to have a conversation. Out, what it would look like for you to come on staff with us and develop a, a soccer league for students with Down syndrome or uh, to say, what would it look like to have a, a, a Hispanic Sunday league? Um, you know, that it's something to, to reach that community or say, hey, there's this pocket, there's a growing population of Brazilians in Charlotte. Did you know that? I mean, like mm -hmm. we with that you know it have to be in another language it's one you don't guys don't speak but i speak it so i mean not me personally but right. i'm just saying you have an idea if you have a dream of how to use this ball to make uh to build transformative relationships we want to be a place where you can come and and launch that dream and so i would hope that people would uh see that wow awesome well cliff thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today i really appreciate it learning more about the eagles yeah, no, thanks. You guys, this podcast is awesome. I mean, literally, it's a like your job, yours is to make it great. So uh, thank you for that. Um, and uh, and I just thank you to the Carolina Champions League for 
building a league that, um, that will allow us to really value families um, and, and really value people's time. And uh, it seems like the CCL is a place where people um, have a lot of value. As a, as a Charlotte Eagles organization, we believe that there is an inestimable value uh, on, on humans. Uh, so thank you guys for, for living that out. Yeah, no, thanks a lot. I've, uh, I've really enjoyed my time interning at the league this semester. It's coming not to an end yet, but soon, but I've really enjoyed learning about it. Cause I knew virtually nothing about youth soccer beforehand. And, uh, it's been fascinating hearing the differences and, uh, what makes this league unique. And I'm really glad that's where I ended up on my internship. But uh, yeah, uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you again, Cliff, for uh, talking with me. Thank you, listeners, for listening. My name's Chris Davis, and you've been listening to Dive into Development. Dive into Development.